Alrighty, I usually start these podcasts by saying, what did I learn today to become a better communicator? But I think today I'm going to have to start this episode by saying, how is ChatGPT going to change communication? Because that was the main thing that I actually learned throughout the day yesterday, is that we may have just seen the biggest revolution in information and communication that in the history of mankind. And that's not even an understatement. If you've played around with ChatGPT, you know what I'm saying. But I think the best way for me to actually get to this point is to start with the top two lessons that I did learn about communication, or the same lesson that I learned twice. (laughs) And that was just authenticity. That was the main thing I was talking about in my last video. And it was something that I've been testing with the short weather videos that I've been putting out. So my first few, they were, you could say scripted. I, I, I didn't actually write them down, but I knew basically, it's not so much I knew exactly what I was going to say, but I was saying it in a way that was inauthentic. I was saying it in a very kind of performance type way, a little bit too loud, talking a little bit too fast, just not speaking how I would speak to a normal human being. There's no better way to put it than that. And what was interesting is the views were not very good. (laughs) And then my last two videos, I thought, all right, I'm going to try to make these a lot more like conversational. I noticed, especially the one two days ago, this was the first video as I've been doing these shorts on YouTube to even get over like 300 views. The other ones were performing quite badly. And then this one got like 1,800. So it's still not good, but it shows that I'm on to something. And it always takes a while to pivot away from your bad habits in communication. So it, I, I would have been more surprised if it just got like a million views or something because you can't just go from inauthentic communication to purely authentic. But it shows that I'm moving in the right direction. So how I did it in that video is I literally just told a story There was a weatherman who made a bad forecast and got murdered, and I told that story, and I worked a little humor in there, a little more personality, and I think that's what it came down to, is in the little lecture videos I was doing, it was purely informational. I try to make it as concise as possible, and it's just, boom, information right at you. Whereas this, and you can't really show that much personality when you're doing that, when you're talking about this air parcel rises up a mountain and then it expands because there's a drop in pressure and as it expands, it cools down. It's pretty hard to work in your personality into that communication. But what's interesting is people actually retain more of the information if you do work in a little personality. It's counterintuitive. You would think... The best way to get information is to, or give information as a communicator would be to just tell people the information as concisely as possible. But retention is actually higher if you can make it interesting. And the best way to make it interesting is with your personality or in that example, by somehow working it into a story. And that was actually something that I tried on ChatGPT that was interesting. I said, explain the science behind how a wildfire grows. And it did it, 
And I said, more concise. And it did it. And I said, more conversational. And it did that. And then I said, can you do this in a conversational way, but like you're telling a story? And it did that. So that's what ties me back to ChatGPT here. Is how do we, how could you possibly compete with that? Because right now, it's, you're just having to prompt it, and then it's giving you back what you want. But you know that the next step in this machine learning is to tie this, which basically creates content. Like I said, write five top questions about weather, regarding weather. And then it does five questions. I say, write these in a catchy way for blog titles. It does that. And then I said, write a thousand word blog post for each of these titles. And it does that. So my first thought is, whoa, I could literally just do three years of a wildfire blog in probably about a week. Because it still takes some time to prompt this thing and you have to know what kind of questions to ask it. But then the content's just generated. So how do you compete with that? Well, or I'll, I'll tie in the last point I was trying to make. Where it's going to get ridiculous is once they're able to tie this to something like TikTok, which is an algorithm that basically figures out your mind and then shows you what it knows is going to keep your attention. So what this, what chat GPT is eventually going to be able to do is to be able to write in a way that is the most engaging to each individual viewer. So the first thing I'd say is I would not want to be a writer <laughs> because this is how I see things going down. Writing and anything that's information-based in writing is going to be the first of all. Unless you are pushing humanity in the ideas that you're talking about. I'll, I'll explain that in a second. The next of all is going to be audio because you know chat GPT, once it's hooked up to some kind of attention algorithm, is going to figure out how to, and then some kind of algorithm that can mimic the human voice is going to be able to communicate exactly how someone wants to be communicated to that keeps their attention and maximizes their learning. So that's also where this is a good thing is the revolution in learning that we're about to have is going to be incredible. But it's also going to cost a lot of people a lot of jobs and that's where it's kind of scary. I don't know what happens after that. So the reason audio is going to be the next to fall is because I imagine it's going to take a little bit longer to figure out that technology that's able to mimic the human voice in a way that's authentic. So this is going back to my original point. Right now, it's probably pretty doable for it to have a script and then say it roughly how a human would say it, but it's going to take a while for it to be able to be able to do the exact pace, pitch, power, and pause that engages each viewer the most. 
Eventually, though, that will fall. The last thing to fall is going to be just face-to-face. I'm I'm including face-to-face with eh, video communication. We'll do that one next. Video communication will be next because after they figure out voice, then they're going to figure out how to tie that into facial expressions, body language, and you're going to be able to see like a person communicating with the exact kind of voice, body language, and script that engages you the most. That will be the hardest one to mimic though. And then finally, just in-person communication. At that point, we would need full-on like robots. (laughs) And I'm sure that one is a ways off where it actually just looks like a genuine human being, but then has the ability to speak to you using an algorithm in the way that engages you the most. Because it's the attention economy. Everything is geared towards attention right now. Whatever grips your attention, that's kind of up to your own mind. And then the algorithm just sort of figures that out. Like when I'm on TikTok, it shows me very informational videos because that's how I actually found out about ChatGPT because I'm just engaged by information. For some people... It shows them very kind of it shows them funny videos. But the point that I'm making is it's going to be able to figure out how to engage with each individual person. Okay, so how does this tie back to authenticity? And what can you possibly do to kind of fight against this thing or win against this thing? Because it's going to be very difficult to compete with. The only way I see competing with this is in authenticity in speech and the generation of new ideas. Because how machine learning works, it was actually my master's thesis was using machine learning. So I, I know a little bit about this stuff. I, I wouldn't say I'm like deep down the rabbit hole because I always focus more on the wildfire side of things than the data science side of things, but I know a little bit how it works. How it works is you feed this model a very large amount of data, and then it's usually, I don't really know how these language models work, but how mine worked was I fed it a lot of, large amount of data, and then I was telling it to predict something, and then based on that data and past predictions, it's able to predict things in the future. And then with this, I'm sure it just takes massive amounts of data. And then it's able to use, create the blog script that I was telling it to write about wildfire. Now, the key part of that is it's based on information that's already been discovered. So the only way to compete against that is in the creation of new information. And the only way to do that is to become the best in your field. I believe it was, I was watching a Kai Lenny surf video once, amazing series created by Red Bull. And in it, they said, the coolest thing about Kai is he's the best in the world at what he's doing and he's pushing humanity forward. So every time he becomes better as an individual, humanity becomes better in what we have accomplished. And the reason that ties into what I'm saying here is imagine the surf world, if you can even call what Kyle is doing surfing. 
It's unreal what he's pushing the boundaries of. Everything we know in the surf world is kind of everything that like ChatGPT knows. And then Kyle Lenny goes out and straps in and does a backflip at Nazare or something. That's something new. That's something that some model trained on what we previously knew in surfing would not have been able to replicate, as far as I know. You know, it might come to the point where AI can generate its own ideas, but I think once that day comes, we're going to have bigger problems. (laughs) So, in the example of wildfire, right now, I could create a blog with a thousand wildfire posts all based on information that's already been discovered. So how could I compete with that? Well, first, I have to learn all the information that's already been discovered. I have to become the top expert in the entire field. I'm just using me as an example, but this will apply to every form of communication, whether you run a yoga blog or a cooking website or anything. If you are a communicator, you have to become the best in your field. And then you have to generate ideas that push humanity forward. New ideas. At the end of the day, though, I think that should actually be a little bit inspiring because that's what makes us human. I love this one quote is, everything about a human that is a human is their mind. Everything else you can find in a pig or a horse. I might have paraphrased that a little bit, but it's true. The amazing thing about our mind is we're able to generate new ideas with it. And then we're actually able to change our surroundings, change the way we look at the world based on those ideas. And the person who can communicate new ideas in the most authentic way is going to win.